Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, what is sound? It is the Unfiltered Band. Which means, yes, another episode of Unfiltered coming your way here and now. This one officially go in the books as episode number 189. You officially could jump on board and thank you, Unfiltered Band. The Unfiltered Revolution at any time. At Casey Stern on Twitter. Listen to the podcast and follow it on iTunes, Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcasts. And, of course, Equal Opportunist. You could jump on YouTube, hop on my channel. You can get that info in my bio on Twitter as well and see all of the episodes, all on video, the interviews, the conversations, the rants, the lists, and much, much more leading up to this here, episode 189, The Truth, The Petty, and the ugly surrounding the A's situation and their move to Vegas. We'll get into all of that. As always, we are here in large part because of our good friends at Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for your championship finals info, stats, news, and scores. All the latest odds and lines, latest matchup reports for this year's NBA and Stanley Cup finals. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season. They've got you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. Basketball, hockey, MLB, UFC, and boxing. The latest and the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including the betting options in your favorite casino and card games, they're all available for you right from your home. It's simple. Get into the action today. Head over to the website, go to your mobile device to join, and be sure to use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. B-L-E-A-V is the promo code. You'll receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. It's bet online where the game starts as we get started here a lot i want to get into i'm not sure how long this is going to be i know i always say that i'm broken record when i do these and i'm kind of you know ranting on my own on the episodes where i do that and i say this because you know i i i don't know just i don't know how to express to be quite honest with you how obnoxious i think a lot of what has gone on is how bad I feel for the Oakland A's fan base. And we'll see how long it takes to go through all of that. I love your comments, whether you're an A's fan or not. And to be honest with you, because it's less emotional if you're not, even more so if you're outside the fan base. Let me know. Give me a comment on YouTube or on Twitter when you watch this about kind of where you stand on what you're seeing. But I want to go back to, as I do this on Friday, go back to yesterday, Thursday, and the comments, some of them, and the hubbub from the commissioner, because this is what made me want to do this. I want to start here. You can blame ownership. You can blame the league wanting to get the hell out of Dodge and get to Vegas because of the money and because of what it's going to mean for this sport. Go look at the Vegas Golden Knights, and you're hoping, even though that was an expansion franchise, you're hoping that more so what we saw initially with the Raiders and much closer to where it was in Vegas, you're hoping with the hockey that there's that relationship that builds that money that comes and it's great for the game. I get that. I get where the ownership has a ton of responsibility in all of this from all the years of not getting stadiums to having that decrepit building to wherever else you want to go with it. Getting on the fan base. Getting on the fan base, especially on the way out the door, now that we know the inevitable is really the inevitable, and this is happening and they're going to Vegas, is absolutely borderline asinine, shows no tact whatsoever, 
And it's ridiculous. The amount of times I have seen this commissioner and this league in general over the years I'm covering it, sorry, close out the sport in different areas, whether it becomes comments made all the way to blackouts and everything in between. You can go back to the way things were handled after COVID and the things that were said, said about the players in the sport themselves. You should never, with a product, a sport, no matter what it is, you should never, ever, ever close out any group of people from watching your sport or from buying or consuming your product if you're trying to get more people to watch your sport or buy and consume your product. It is irrational and it is dumb. And too many times, emotion and ego and arrogance have gotten in the way in terms of this commissioner for sure. In terms of the league and the ownership, in, in a lot of ways, in CBAs and so we have seen this for decades, but clearly over the last few years, major issue. I want to go into some of it. Some of it you kind of expect. And then a couple of things which drove me just absolutely freaking nuts. Rob Manfred on the A's relocation. The real question is, quote, what is it Oakland was prepared to do? There was no Oakland offer, okay? They never got to a point they had a plan to build a stadium at any site. And it's not just John Fisher. The community has to provide support. Well, sure, you're not going to get on the owner. Now let's blame the community and the fans. This is from the mayor's office in Oakland. Quote, in response, this is just totally false. There was a concrete proposal under discussion, and Oakland had gone above and beyond to clear hurdles, including securing funding for infrastructure, providing an environmental review, working with other agencies to finalize approval. The reality is the A's ownership had insisted on a multi-billion dollar, 55-acre project that included a ballpark, residential, commercial, and rental space. In Las Vegas, for whatever reason, they seemed satisfied with a nine-acre lease ballpark on leased land. If they had proposed a similar project in Oakland, we feel confident a new ballpark would already be under construction. Oakland showed its commitment to the A's, and that is why the A's belong in Oakland. I wasn't in the room. I haven't viewed proposals. Neither have you. But do I believe that the league was willing to go the extra mile, take less, consider less, require less to get that team the hell out of Oakland and get them in Las Vegas, you're damn right I believe that. And so do probably you. Now, the minutiae, the semantics of what happened in terms of the print, I have no idea. You know, there are always communities and money and all those things that are involved. We understand all of that, right? And I watched this, you know, when I was on Long Island with the with Nassau Coliseum and who wants to pay taxes. There's a lot of things that go into it. But the idea that the problem has the problem of why you're not filling fans in that building, right, surrounds everything that's handled with the ownership all the way down to what has happened with the stadium. But those people are watching at home. And by the way, when they get 4,000 in the building, they're 4,000 rabid nut jobs who are louder than 14,000 at most other stadiums. I know plenty of diehards. I've seen people, I even had a couple people tweet me yesterday. Why the hell are you getting upset about this? A's fans don't care about the A's. That's a bunch of bullshit. Sorry. Forgive my language. 
That is ridiculous. The fans that do, do. Everybody, like anything else, and I always say this, everybody has blame. Everybody has accountability. And I think everyone knows that. The problem is, when you are in a position of leadership, when you are in a position of being the commissioner of Major League Baseball, you cannot, on a situation like a few years ago, be going on Sports Center in a Sunday conversation when you know you got other people who are running other leagues giving you all the different agendas and ways that they're going to get people back on a field in court and saying, well, we can't get back there because the players don't want it bad enough. It's their fault, which is basically go back, kind of paraphrasing, obviously being a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but that's pretty much what happened. Let's go lay those dudes out because that makes a lot of sense considering they're the game. Nobody's showing up to watch you or an umpire. Sorry. The comment, though, that really, really bothered me yesterday that was made by the commissioner that I want to read and go through that really pissed me off, and I'm not an A's fan. And I lo- look, the pitch clock, I admit, the pitch clock, the stolen base, oh, so a lot of the moves that have been made in the changes the last year that the commissioner put into effect, I think have worked. They're not perfect, but predominantly over across the board have worked, have worked for younger generations, which we need to cater to, and will be good for the game. So i got to be honest, he had a high note for me, for the most part, with all of that coming into this season. Here's the quote that took me to a different place, and I ain't talking about the happy place in Happy Gilmore. When asked about the night the other night with the reverse boycott and all those fans in that building showing their love. And remember, that same night where you have, and I forgive me, I forget his name right off the top of my head. We've all seen it viral with the guy who was on, what, pre or post game or um, was it local news? I can't, to be honest with you, I don't remember. But who was sitting there and covering it in Oakland who was crying because of the emotions have how many people are tied to this fan base. And by the way, this not just... Because I wanted to read this. You know, it's not just, you know, people who are in Oakland. Everybody feeling that around the league. Even Bryce Harper, who's from Vegas, quote, and this was two days ago, I feel sorry for the fans in Oakland. It's not right. They have too much history in Oakland. You're taking a team out of a city. It's sad because of the history and the greatness that they've seen there. I see the A's as Oakland. I don't see them as Vegas. Look at the Knights. They won the Cup, but they were an expansion franchise. They were Vegas-born, Harper continues, tells the USA Today. First team that came to Vegas. You can't match that. Bryson Stott, you've got people in town liking the Dodgers, the Angels, the Padres, and the Diamondbacks. It'll take generations before they got real fandom in baseball. They'll sell tickets, which is probably all they care about. You know, these are kind of Bryce Harper. Those fans are so passionate, they bleed green. It's sad because they're moving all the history and the greatness they've seen there. Everybody feeling that. Everybody knows the tenor. You understand the word tenor? Everybody feeling the tenor. Everybody reading the room. Everybody checking the scoreboard. I always say this, and I say this all the time, and this is not a sports thing. I say this to people in my life for I don't even know how many years. Time and score. Everything is time and score. 
What is happening in life today? What is happening in that person's life today? Am I taking that into account? Am I reading the room? Am I looking at the scoreboard? Am I understanding what is going on before I'm opening my mouth? And we've all been guilty of not doing that, but we are more guilty of not thinking about that or empathizing with that. Now, that is as just human beings. When you are in a leadership position, you have to think about these things all the time because everyone you are speaking to, you are wanting to be and continue to be involved in your sport and in this case, and you want them to grow and to pass that on and to network and to refer friends, family, everyone else who doesn't watch the game to your sport as well. You want everyone to be involved in your sport. You want everyone to push the positivity of your sport. Tenor, read the room, time and score. Here's the quote. Manfred on the reverse boycott by fans of the Oakland A's. Quote, I mean, it was great. It was great to see what is this year almost an average Major League Baseball crowd in the facility for one night. That's a great thing. Could you be more sarcastic? more egotistical, more arrogant, more, you know, placating and condescending and pat on the back to this fan base that you're then asking to stay baseball fans or do you really not give, pardon me, not give a shit when they go to Vegas if they watch your team or watch any team at all? Are we just saying all those fans should just hit the mats and not pay any attention to baseball ever again? Quote, I mean, it was great. It was great to see what is this year an average baseball crowd in the facility for one night. I mean, read the room, understand the tenor. The arrogance and the egotistical nature and the, the, the lack of empathy and care. And then the best part is, and this is how this world works. And look, I'm not sitting here trying to, you know, that's another show for another day. But one of the things I realized in my life, in this planet we live on, this not a baseball thing, right? People are unbelievably fake. Even when they are being somewhat empathetic, it seems like many times that is fake. Somewhat sincere, many times it's fake. If someone tells you that they feel bad and then they tell you all the reasons they didn't do anything wrong or it's your fault, they don't feel bad. If someone tells you they're sorry, and they tell you all the reasons why they didn't do anything wrong, it was an accident, or it's your fault, they ain't sorry. What was at the beginning of this exact conversation that Rob Manfred just said that I just read to you? Quote, I feel sorry for Oakland fans. Do you believe he feels sorry for Oakland fans? Or do you believe that they're toasting somewhere with glasses about getting the hell out of there and getting to Vegas to go make some money? What do you believe? Because in that and within that is the truth, the petty and the ugly that this has become. Because this fan base is losing their team. That's horrible. I mean, that is, it's horrible. You know, the great thing about baseball people is that it builds a different relationship. It's a different animal. It's a different thing. And I love all sports. Look, I love, you know, it, it is, there is an investment you got to make 
this doesn't mean just coming in the park. I mean, of time, of caring and living and dying with a team and doing all of that. Think about the years that this fan base has had the ownership rip all those opportunities from them, not put money out there. And this is far beyond and far before we're worrying about them moving. 30 games over 500, 2014, I think it was. In the beginning of August, best record in baseball, right? Then John Lester, it, it doesn't work. The trade, the, the, the Royals beat him. They go home. Let's see. Okay, everyone gone. No, we'll figure it out again. We get some new guys. Everyone gone. Nobody invested in the team. Nobody trying to keep winners there. You know, Bo Mel, Bo Melling, give a credit to the, to the look, yeah, you're drafting the people in the system, people who are working hard, you know, uh, who for the ownership to try and make the chicken salad out of the other kind of chicken 90% of the time. But that fan base stuck there. I don't care how many people it is. How many people would stick with that? And they did. And now they're losing a team. And I get the business aspect. And by the way, I'm not here telling you that it's not great for the game. It is. It is. That they're going to Vegas. Overall, 20 years from now, it'll end up being, I believe, great for the sport. Sure. And if that's why you do it, regardless of what proposals you really got, then I get what you got to do. But you know what you don't have to do? You don't have to lay out the fan base on the way out the door as you rip the team from them. That is ugly, and that is petty, and that is stupid. This is Unfiltered, as always presented by our good friends at Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.